What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number 251 of Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries for Thursday, June 16th, 7.47 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't know why you needed to know all that information. I am not here with Mike this week. I am here with, once again, uh, good Lord, she has um, she has guest hosted as much as Gary Shandling guest hosted for Johnny Carson back in the day. It's none other than wow. Liz from the Perhaps It's You podcast. How you doing, Liz? Many people compare me to Gary Shandling, so that I feel right at home. An old Jewish comedian, yeah. Uh, well. We have a lot of we have a lot in common. Um, I'm fine. You sound a little, maybe a little fed up. <laughs> what? Maybe a little... I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> there was, yeah, I, yeah, I could, you know, there was listeners to my show. Perhaps it's you. They know I I start many a show on a rant. Or just saying, wow, I wish I was not making this. So it's okay. Well, okay. Did I say before the show, I'm basically keeping this podcast on life support? Yes, I may have said those words. But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that I'm not enjoying being here right now. Well, I have to ask, is Mike still doing this show? Like, what's his deal? What happened to him? So currently... From from what I've been able to decipher from his messages, um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Mike goes into hiding for a long time, where like you just you just can't get a hold of him. You'll like send him a message and he won't respond. But boy, when he does respond, it is a a a waterfall of information, and it just becomes a book. I don't feel like reading. <laughs> It's like sure, okay. so he gives you some homework. To yeah, he gives he me yeah. he gives yeah. me this the summer reading program in his response, and I'm I'm wanting a Cliff's Notes version. So I I gleamed a little bit, and apparently he is suffering from some kind of a sinus infection to the point to where he cannot talk or communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he is bedridden. I'm hoping he, they've got him on some IVs, got him on some uh, vitamins. And um, and I think it might be a lot more serious than a, a sinus infection, but maybe he's just an optimist. I don't know. But uh, no, it's something like that. So, uh, you know, my excuse is I've been really busy with my stupid band that nobody, e- either nobody cares about hearing about or everybody's sick of hearing about. But we've... Uh, <laughs> I don't. I'm not coming off as cynical at all. By the way, like, I mean, not to me, but that means very little. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. We kind of have the same, um, same energy in that regard. Um, but now, my band, we've had, we've literally every every weekend in June, we've had a show, which is a good thing. And I'm not, I'm not bitching because back in 2020 and even 2021, uh, live music was dead in the water sure. for who knows how long. So I'm not complaining. It's just, it's all the extra shit. It's not just going on stage and playing. That that part is the reward. That is the, the fucking sprinkles on top. Uh, the part that sucks is all the, um, just, we use we play the backing tracks. Not a lot nowadays. We actually have almost a full band now, bass player, drummer, and all that. But the keyboard parts are tracked. And then there's video aspects to our show. So I have to do all that behind the scenes, and it takes a long-ass time. And then... Our drummer's always wanting to rehearse, even though we fucking sound fine. He still wants to rehearse more, and uh, I got to teach the new bass player shit. Oh, and... no, he's too dedicated. You, f- you found the one dedicated drummer, and you're sad about it. Oh, you know what's funny is he sa- he, he he's dedicated in the sense of, of practice, but like he's not dedicated in the sense that like he's he's already told me. He's like, yeah, I'm not touring. 
He's like, if we ever, if we ever, if we ever need to like leave Florida, I, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. You know, my job and all. And it's like, mm. oh, okay. So basically, we're just going to have to find another drummer down the road, is what you're saying. You're, you're creating a, a future pain in my ass right now that I have to think about. Uh, I mean, fair enough, though. He yeah. gave me a warning. Yeah, he gave me a warning. Yeah, I can't really can't really say anything about that. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we would do more podcasts if uh, Mike stopped getting these weird things happening to him <laughs> and I uh, had more free time. But well, yeah. Little does Mike know that I'm coming for his his spot. That's what I see happening. Sorry, Mike. That's no like, hard feelings. That's like saying I inherited a mansion, but it's located in North Dakota. Like, there's <laughs> not really a whole lot here that you're getting. <laughs> Except some magic mind. Is it? Oh, wait. Uh, tell which, me which, more. Uh, I'll allude to that later, but... Uh, Okay. So is this this mansion in North Dakota? Is it haunted? Do I have to sip spend the night in order to inherit it? No, there, there's nothing. Literally nothing interesting about it. There's no furniture in there. It's an empty. Oh. It's an empty shell of what it used to be. <laughs> um, yeah, I can relate to that. There is a, a possum that lives inside the wall. His, oh, cool. His, her so na- I get a free possum, is what you're saying? Yeah, her name's Kimmy. She's uh, she eats really well. <laughs> okay, hi Kimmy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, get, well, get well soon, Mike, I guess. I guess I'm not coming for your spot. I guess you should heal. So Liz res- does a podcast about Unsolved Mysteries as well called Perhaps It's You, which is a catchphrase that Robert Stack always used to say. And yeah. you guys are doing it to where you're you're watching it in order from the very beginning. So, like, your first episode was episode one, season one of Unsolved Mysteries. And then... Correct. And then that corresponds to... The show. So where are you at now? We're in season seven. Oh, God. Maybe we just did eight or nine. Okay, so you we still just, got... We just talked about the Gordon Light. Okay. That's where we are. I like, the, I, I like that segment a lot. What do you think the Gordon Light is? I have no fucking idea. I, I, I like... The, I mean, I don't think it's swamp gas. I don't know. I, no, I, never, I don't either. I've never experienced swamp gas. It, I, living out in Florida, I don't, I've never heard of swamp gas but i'm sure it's a it seems to be the explanation for anything interesting now you definitely do get swamp ass living in florida and that's okay just when you know you get swampy down there because it's hot out and moist okay well i'm i'm a lady josh i can't handle this kind of talk well you know that's sexist because this is exactly how i would talk to mike too okay so you need to be able to handle you know oh yeah fair enough okay um I don't really have a theory about the Gordon Light myself, but I do think it's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see it. I wonder if it's still there. I could Supposedly, yes. From my quick Googling, people still see it. Nice. So you could go check it out. I, I don't know, man. It's like science, they, they don't know everything yet, you know? Like in, 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 the, in the, the natural world, I don't, you know, there's got to be some kind of, you know, th- reason for it. That's also like the... Uh, the ghost light out there, and I think it, I want to say it's like Texas. It's out like, like in this prairie at night. It, it's like this. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you've gotten to that segment yet, but it's no, just, we haven't. Yeah, it's just this like little flickering. Like they saw it all the way back in the 1800s, and they thought it was uh, Native Americans, like a camp that they had out there, and so they just kind of you know whatever left it alone. And then as like the decades went on, they thought it was you know whatever the technology was at the time. Oh, it's a you know, car light or it's uh, this or that and the other. And um, these, 
kids in the city or whatever who uh, where like that's on the outskirts of uh this light or whatever they actually went one day or one night and uh tried to basically i guess chase it if you will or to find you know walk up to it and and they mm-hmm. said the it was like almost like a optical illusion like the the closer you walk towards the light it just never got any closer oh that's which, so weird which you would think that that you know well i don't know i guess if it's really uh like flat out there you could just walk for miles and miles and i don't know but yeah that that kind of shit's i uh, see that's the kind of stuff i like talking about on unsolved mysteries uh we are talking about uh two <laughs> so sad <laughs> not so happy I was cases like, i was like josh what did what did i do to you uh I'm yeah s- i'm sorry yeah that's what i was asking myself uh last episode i did with mike when mike had me watch the fucking uh toy box killer Oh, yeah, that's a brutal one. Jesus, there's this whole documentary on it that I had to watch. I I literally was sitting down with, like, my tray of food thinking this was going to be, like, you know, your run-of-the-mill true crime segment where I can just, like, like, 2020 on uh, ABC or whatever where it's, like, I can, you know, eat. And, man, it, like, ruined my my lunch because I'm, like, Jesus Christ, this guy was basically this psychotic uh, gynecologist mutilator. Yeah, that was out in um, New Mexico, right? Yeah, it was tu- Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Yeah, yeah, there's like nothing out there. It's That's so scary. That was Those actually, that was one of my kind of comments I was making to Mike as to why this guy did it. Because it's like, Mike, what the fuck is there to do in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico? Look, like, look at rattlesnakes, smoke meth, or like, you know, like start sexually mutilating people. Um, but it's okay. But there are other people there that I don't think have started doing that. Oh, well, they at least they at least stare at rattlesnakes. <laughs> there's hot springs. I think there's like kind of a little artsy community, but there really is just like nothing outside of it. It's just desert. Yeah, it's so yeah. scary. Yeah, I was I was asking myself like what what I did to Mike in a past life for him to <laughs> make me fucking. That's watch how it. I felt. That's how I felt learning about this. I was like, Josh, I'm sorry. I don't know what it was that I did, but shit, this was nothing compared to that. That so. no, that one's very. That's very brutal. That's very sad. So I guess so the, I, I'll oh, be glad ahead. we're not talking about that. I'm yeah. glad we're not talking about the toy box murders today. Yes, I, I am as well. Um, these these this is like uh, this is like chopped liver compared to uh, you know chopped vagina. Oh, that was disgusting. Why did I have to? Why'd that I was have, terrible. Why did I have to say that? Jesus. I don't know. You see what happens when I try to improv, you know? (laughs) A bunch of unfunny shit is said. I guess. I guess. Wow. Feelings get hurt. Um, What was I going to say before you said that and it erased whatever was in my brain? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm good at that, unfortunately. (laughs) No, I'm just staring blankly like I had it something. The amount of times that I think that I've just kind of thrown thrown Mike off his, his tracks with my comments like that uh huh huh well it completely escapes me i said last i said i think i said last week uh that mike had a racist uh recumbent bike or whatever it's called the exercise bike okay because he was why is it it racist so he was saying uh or recognant bike a recumbent bike he's trying to find the word i was like is it a recidivist bike is it a racist bike mike 
Mike has a racist bike, and so I just kind of decided that it was. Okay, I see. And then I I, see. I said something else, and Mike, you know, being the uh, spam or the uh, the filter to my my things that I say, he's like, yeah, you should edit that out. And I was like, man, it's funny. It's not that offensive. And then uh, in the editing bay, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and that's gone. That never happened. It's like one of those, it's, it's one of those phenomenons. Doing a podcast, it teaches you that the things that you say in the moment that you think are like fine and like innocent and that when you have a second chance to listen to what a conversation you had with a person uh the amount of things that you say that you're just like oh i wouldn't have said that if i if i had actually like used my head and thought you know before i spoke i I wouldn't i wouldn't have not made a statement like that um so editing a podcast gives you the opportunity that's true so uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, the first case we're going to be talking about is Joffrey Ramos. I'm saving Liz's because hers has a lot more meat on the bone case wise. Um, and, you know, you, you save the headlining act to the uh, towards the end and, you know, the guests. I know. That. That's why everybody's tuning in, I'm sure. Well, you know. Hello. Hello, my adoring fans. Hello. Really? Oh, I should say that I, the reason I'm here today is pretty much just for listener George. So I knew he would appreciate it. So shout out to George. George is awesome. Uh, yeah. He sent me literally the mic stand I'm using right now. So George hasn't sent me anything physically, but he has sent me love, I'm pretty sure. Well, that's more important, Josh. Well, yeah, that's why I'm not complaining that, that, that he's never sent me anything. Yeah, it sounds like you're not. Uh, P.O. Box <laughs> 104. No, I'm just <laughs> Yeah, really- like I have a fucking P.O. Box. I can't afford that. We have my old work get our packages. Does that count? I just send it. Uh, I mean, hell, honestly, I, I would. If you guys really want me to send uh, to send me something, then um, I'll just give you Stephanie's address, our singer. And okay, <laughs> I'm just joking. No, I, I, I usually have people if they if they're going to send stuff, which they don't send us nearly as much stuff as they used to. <laughs> um, I have them just send it to. Well, I don't know if, if I trust them. Also, I'll just give them my address because. One lady's from Sweden, and I know she's not going to fly over here and to stalk me. Though, but no, she is. She's on her way right now. Those could be famous last words there, but whatever. That will be in your Netflix series about you. It will be a little snippet of you. They'll just play that over and over. Yeah, now. they'll just they'll have like an official podcast like clip that they can play of me saying, "Yeah, yeah. it's not like she's ever going to fucking you know blah blah blah." Anyway, I don't know why I use my radio voice just then. My wacky daytime DJ voice. Well, that's how they're going to portray you in the documentary. Yeah, yeah, as a fucking buffoon, like a would-be upstart loser podcaster, (laughs) Josh Cannon. Yeah, known to his his fans as the possum. Yeah. All right, anyway, uh, Joffrey Ramos, let's get to the sad here. Oh, yeah. On September 21st, uh, 1996, great year, I was uh, eight years old, Uh, 20-year... Uh, 20-year-old dedicated Marine Joffrey Ramos was invited to a birthday party in Canoga Park, California with several fellow Marines. They mixed well with the guests, which included some gang members. Um, another thing, another uh, title that you could have titled uh, these two segments is Unsolved Mysteries, Not Knowing How to Get Kids Right in Their Segments. <laughs> they, anytime there's anything with young people, like the music's always off. The yeah, the style, this, the way they talk, it's just like this party looked terrible. Um, and also they looked in the reenactment. Joffrey and his friends, who are other Marines, come in and like khakis and like button up shirts. 
Just starch pressed pants. <laughs> I was like, what? They look like they're. I don't gonna sell cell phones at the mall. I don't know what it's not. Where are they going? Yeah, it's like, hey, let's go to a party, uh, you know, and let's just convey that we're Marines, you know, because <laughs> that matters th- so much, you know. We need to look as uptight as possible to the people hosting this party. I'm sure it'll be really appreciated. This is the conversation the writers were having in the writers' room in Unsolved Mysteries. It's like we really need. For the gangster people to look really stereotypically gangster and for the Marines to look just 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 because people are, are not smart enough to to decipher that, oh, that guy's the Marine and that guy's the not good guy. Anyway, and, and they did a kind of a similar thing in the in the Amy Bradley segment. They had like this nightclub kind of dancing scene or whatever. And it was just like, you know, Unsolved Mysteries was just always the Hello Fellow Kids uh, show of, <laughs> of the 90s. That's really true. So anyway, they mix well with the guests, and there's some gang members there. Um, yeah. Which, oh, <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries keeps calling gangbangers. And my husband walked through the room while I was watching this, and he was like, I didn't know Unsolved Mysteries was so erotic. I was like, yeah, that might not be the word that I would use, but... I have, like, to this day, I think I've tried to look up why they... Because I've heard that term, you know, but... It's, it's just a very dated way to talk about people that are... I don't. I can't imagine anyone saying that now. It, it makes it a very 90s segment to be like, look, well, there's just people... Maybe they were in a gang. I don't know why you're referring to them as gangbangers. With the pro- proliferation of all the all the free porn out now, like I, I think like porn has like claimed the term gangbang f- to its own. <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah, like, yes, highly erotic content just for me. Don't look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are some gangbanging segments in the scenario. In the scenario, is a buff marine goes into. Uh, a, a party with a bunch of gangsters and then it gets sexy. I'm sure that those exist online. Then you can, but that's not what happened here. No, it wasn't very sexy at all. No, no. Um, another thing I want to point out. I don't want like to like really getting off topic here, but like, why would you go to a party where with like where you know there's going to be gang members? I was wondering if they were invited to this party or not. Did they just sh- did they just hear there was a party and go, or were they like? Do they know? Do they know the people that threw this party, or did they just like hear through word of mouth? Oh, there's a party, and they went. It, it just says they were invited. It doesn't say uh, by who. I kind of feel like they weren't. It doesn't seem like they're seen at all. I don't. I mean, the reenactment is probably super not accurate, so I shouldn't place it on that. But they looked so out of place that I was kind of like, "Why are you here? <laughs> it's got to be so awkward." Like. Like what? What would they have to talk about? Like uh, you know, recipes? You know, for 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 their favorite. I, I I'm just a little bit. I'm a little bit skeptical of this guy's account of how things went down, but I also feel bad for him. So I don't know. Yeah. So they go to this party and everything's going great, and suddenly a fight broke out between two women. And in the reenactment, she's like something like, you wish, blah, 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 wh- shut your mouth, puta, or something like that. Which I was unaware that you could say puta on that, TV. Yeah, I, I thought I thought at that moment, I was like, well, I guess I guess it's perfectly. Uh, I think all the banned words are in English. So yeah, I guess just, if you're going to swear on live TV, just do it in Spanish. Yeah, I mean, it's like that's a 
I wonder if they do that now because I'm pretty sure the uh, Hispanic population has increased like exponentially since like the 90s. So I, I that's probably something you couldn't do now. But I mean, it's, it was funny to me as a viewer to be like, oh, OK. Huh. Yeah. So um, others, including several of the gang members, joined in this fight and uh, Joffrey and his friends, uh, they decided it was time to skedaddle. As they reached their jeep, <laughs> why were they there? <laughs> As they reached their jeep, Joffrey realized he had forgotten his wallet in the backyard, and his friends just fucking bounced because they were all apparently scared shitless. My- again, pussies. His friends. Okay, they're pr- okay. Honestly, they're probably drunk, and maybe they left not even realizing that they left him. I don't know. But if they're a bunch of Marines and they just all hopped on a jeep, and their friend was like, "Wait, I forgot something," and they just like hightailed it out of there, what? Pussies. Yeah. <laughs> to just to just leave their friends standing there on the side of the road. Kind of kind of makes you wonder, like, what kind of Marines they'd be in, like, battle. You know, like with like if they, if he's wounded, leave him. Never mind. <laughs> like we've left him for for pettier things. Yeah, we've <laughs> left him for dead before. I like I can't imagine my own friends doing that to me. Like I can't imagine women doing that to their, each other. So it's it's just yeah. They're like, you're a Marine, figure it out. You're then, fine. Then on the other hand, it's like, what, 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 why was his wallet, like, sitting on See? something in the backyard? Okay. I kind of don't, I kind of don't believe that's what happened. I don't, I'm not saying I do know what happened. Obviously, I wasn't there. I wasn't at this cool party Clearly, in his friends weren't there either, because they, they had done left. I was kind of wondering if he, like, hit on someone's girlfriend or something, and he didn't want to admit it. Like, maybe he did something else. I, who just leaves their wallet lying on the floor or on the ground? Oh, was he showing people, like, pictures of his, like, nephews and shit in his wallet? Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I just... Why, and, then, and then to not put it back in your pocket. <laughs> he knew where it was, but uh, that yeah. place was the dirty ground. Yeah, it's in the backyard. Like... Why? Just, yeah, because, you know, when... It, Okay, Liz, when I whenever I'm invited to a party, um, especially full of strangers, especially strangers who look like they could be in a gang, the first thing I like to do to establish trust with them is to put my wallet out in the open and then walk away from it. Uh, well, just to that, show. I guess, I guess that could be like a trust exercise. Yeah. Where you're like, I, you know, I don't care what you guys do. Look, this is how unthreatened I am by you gang member dudes. I'm going to just leave my wallet yeah. here and walk away because that's how much I trust you. Credit cards, don't eat them. Take them. I mean, yeah, and it's the 90s, so I mainly carry cash at this point in time, so there's probably a good bit of that in there, and uh, yeah, you know, just have yourself, have have at it. But, um... I'm... I think he kind of... Okay, this is total speculation, but I think he just needed an innocent-sounding reason of why he was still at the party. And I'm guessing it was actually to, like, hook up with someone or something else. Yeah, I yeah. The the more you mention it, like I just kind of took it it's on. It's weird. Why would his friends just leave? Why would his wallet just be on the ground? Yeah. Like I'm, I, mm, I have questions. Look at Detective Liz over here. I, I didn't, I didn't really think second guess any of that stuff until now. I, I was just like, yeah, okay, that's what happened because they said so. <laughs> well, no, the TV said it happened. They left because his wall was in the backyard. They were scared. <laughs> Exactly- I wish they, I wish they had shown his wallet and it was like Velcro and Jurassic Park themed or something. It was like clearly a kid's wallet. <laughs> I had, dude, I had a Velcro Power Rangers wallet when I was a kid. That thing was awesome. 
see it, but you never would have just left that on the ground, would you? Hell, hell no. I, I take, I keep up with my shit. Or this is a myth started by Hot Topic to sell more chain wallets. You will never have this problem if you have a chain wallet. Probably would have fit in more. They wouldn't want to beat him up as much. Oh, no, he's it's got true. the chain off his wallet. He's, he's not. He's like, oh, this guy's dope. Don't leave him alone. This guy's he's chill. <laughs> you know, I never thought we would get so much comedic material out of uh, this segment from the 90s where they say he left his wallet in the backyard, so he had to go get it. I didn't know the comedic gold that we would spin from this, but here we it's are. Just, it's just... I'm sorry, Joffrey. It's just a little odd, and I have some questions. But also, I, I, I feel bad. Yeah. So after he finds his wallet, uh, he was confronted by several of the gang members, and boy, was he confronted in the uh, most deliciously <laughs> stereotypical. Uh, this his- reenactment is terrible. I want to know. Okay, I have again. I have questions. How racist was the acting call? Whatever you call that that they put out for people to appear in this segment because I don't have a good feeling about it. Yeah, I mean, granted, uh, whenever I see, like, interracial, uh, all all types of, of people, gangs on TV shows, I'm like, yeah, no, that that's not, that that would have never, that would never exist sure, in real life. Sure, sure. But, yeah, the, you know, it's the... There is the a casting a, call. That's what I was looking the for. casting call that there isn't really a way you can get around being like, we need a bunch of hood ass looking Chicano motherfuckers to come in here and say, what's up, Holmes? What's up, Marine? Uh, Yo, waste really, this fool. It's real. I, Again, the Hello Fellow Kids episode of Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries. I just don't. I just they have no reason to mess with him. They these people seem like grown. They don't have anything to prove. If they're in a gang, they don't want attention coming to them for their criminal activities. Why are they gonna fuck with this guy? Yeah, well, you know, maybe they're drunk or something. Their alleged ringleader was uh, Louis Quezada, and and in gang culture, apparently, quote, destroying a marine is considered a badge of courage. Um, I- unlike his <laughs> friends, I don't know what I'm talking about but that also sounds hella made up <laughs> yeah. I just it, it's like in gang culture this and I was like Robert Stack you don't know <laughs> like I don't know but you really don't you know. really don't know you spent yeah. your summers in the south of France when you were a kid <laughs> I know yeah. that because you speak <laughs> like four languages that's so unfair what a life hey man when you're as cool as him, I mean, it's like the universe just decided he was going to be cool from birth. And you could just look at him at any era and it's like, yeah, that guy's obviously cool, way cooler than me. And I might not even be cool in the first place. So, I mean, yeah, I guess if you have that jawline, you get to have sex with Elizabeth Taylor and JFK at the same time. And oh, that's just man. What he got to the- bang Elizabeth Taylor. A lucky guy. Although Audrey Hepburn, that, that was the one that I would have chose. But anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Look, I don't know. Maybe. I don't I I haven't heard that rumor, but we could start it. I really liked Cat on a Hot Tin Roof though. Paul Newman, he was a he was a good-looking guy back in the day. Oh my god. Makes a hell of a pizza too. <laughs> Those fig Newmans. No, he was like un- unbelievable. What a hottie. I could swim in those blue eyes for days. <laughs> I know you tell me that a lot. Well, I just, it's just something I feel like I need to, like, 
As you stare at your salad dressing, you're like, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you and wake, me, Paul. wake up, take vitamins, take antidepressant pills, tell Liz I could swim in Paul Newman's eyes for days, run on treadmill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. No, this, this makes sense. It's just part of the routine. So anyway, did you know that Quezada and two gang members decide to attack Joffrey? Um, they they uh, realizing he knew he was in trouble. He ran and tried to scale a wall to escape. However, he was quickly outpowered by the attackers. He was kicked and punched repeatedly and brutally assaulted. At around the same time, Joffrey's friends returned to look for him, which again is weird. Like I guess they're like, "Hey, man, yeah. he's not here. Maybe he's about back at the party." That's the part that made me think maybe they should not have been driving and were pretty drunk because <laughs> they apparently did not realize he was not in the car. Yeah, I mean, like how, like I mean, we're, we're, like how freaked out do you have to be to like leave in such a huff like that? I mean, were people brandishing like guns all over the place? I mean, Jesus. Um, so meanwhile, Kazada apparently believed that a car arriving at the house was filled with Marines, and he opened fire at them. Fortunately, none were hit. Soon after, Joffrey's friends found him bruised and bloody in the street, and um, they show that, and they do good effects. Uh, 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 Makeup, I guess you would call it, to make this dude look pretty fucked up. Uh, police arrived within minutes and mistakenly arrested his friends like the dipshits that they are. <laughs> this, this is so funny to me. Dudes, I, the dudes are literally all dressed like fucking stockbrokers <laughs> on vacation. I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad they didn't leave into stereotypes. And they were like, no, these guys that sell cell phones at the mall, it's them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, guy. Good thing the police were there to arrest the totally wrong people. <laughs> so helpful. Thank you. Thank you. What would we do without them? Yeah, man. So to serve and protect, baby. Um, all right. Because of his severe injuries, uh, the police began the investigation as a homicide, which I think that basically means they just ignored his body and didn't call for immediate help because they assumed he was dead. Uh, oh, you're probably right. That's great. Yeah, no, I heard somewhere that that's what they do. Like, if they assume that it's like a homicide or su- if they assume the person's dead, they don't. They really don't take any kind of me- like quick measures to like get any help because they're like, yeah, you know, what's the point? Um, but no, he was still alive. So uh, good job again. Good job. Um, wow. Joffrey had uh, severe injuries on his face and body. The right, the right side of his brain had been smashed to the left side of his skull. Uh, He underwent emergency brain surgery and spent three weeks in a coma. Doctors did not believe that he would survive. Miraculous. Sorry. Miraculously, he did, but uh, lost some of his memory. And um, although he suffered some permanent brain damage, he has been able to recover after learning basic skills like walking and talking. But when they interview him, this dude is not, like, all there. Like, he's... It's had a, it has a permanent effect for sure. Oh yeah, like he, he, I mean, people are also nervous when they interview for like TV shows. So there's like that as well that can sometimes make people like you know not talk as well as they normally would. Um, but you could you could tell that cognitively this guy was not, at, you know, as he was before. Um, which if which if you're right and they didn't get him medical attention right away, like that really fucking sucks. Like that probably <laughs> was like a vital few minutes where he really needed help. And uh, the cops uh, actually did the they did the same thing with the uh, shooting death of Ahmad Arbery, uh, that dude in Georgia or whatever. Like they when they got on the scene, they just they, they assumed that he was dead. So they 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 just like 
proceeded with their questioning of the dude's dad and and he you know he was laying there like still you know oh my god kind of a livey um so yeah so sad so joffrey had hopes of making the military a career however due to his injuries he had to accept an honorable discharge from the marines uh, the two gang members involved in the attack uh, were arrested. Now Joffrey and his family want uh, Quezada to be arrested, and it was solved. Quezada was captured in 2001 after Los Angeles police received a tip that he had fled to Mexico. He was brought back to the U.S. and convicted of attempted murder. He was sentenced to 21 years in prison. So he's out now. That's That's nice. Yeah, we only have great things to say. Hi. Um, and, and, you know, you're at a party with your friends, having a good time. And then in one moment of, like, machismo to try to look tough in front of your stupid friends, your shitty friends, you you do something and you not only fuck up someone else's life, but now your life yeah. has been, fu- is, 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 you know, pretty much ruined. Um, you know, it's like, it's like, it's not worth it, dude. Like, it's just like, I don't get how people think sometimes. Well, a lot of times really, but yeah, most of the time. Yeah. Most 98% of the time. I can't remember (laughs) anyone's name, but there's a, there's an unsolved mysteries about a guy that like chased down a car that dinged his car by a crab shack and then kill and then killed the driver, except he had the wrong car, and he, so he just killed a total random person. But also, even if that was the person that dinged their car, it's like, dude, calm down. It's not worth it. Oh, yeah. Uh, wait, no. I, I'm thinking of a different one. I'm thinking of one where I think the guy, like, the one guy was in one car, one guy was in the other car, and he, like, sped past him and, like, might have scraped against it or something. Yeah. And, and he And he, like chased them down and like jumped on the hood of their car and they were yes, like yes yes the same one okay and, but it, it wasn't even the, he got the wrong car too and he's like he's like stabbing at he's like on the hood of the car the victim is driving the car trying to like get this crazy maniac off this hood while he's gripping the hood of the car he's also with his, his free hand he's trying to stab at the driver which is like some fucking arnold schwarzenegger shit <laughs> Like, I didn't think people did that in real life. And, uh, yeah, I think I, I think he ended up killing him, didn't he? He did. He killed the, this totally, surely very confused person that did not scrape his car. It was just some other random car that he followed by mistake. And then the mystery was, like, whether or not he was had killed himself or had, like, run off. And in the in the reenactment, like after he stabs him, he like walks away so calmly and casually, like like oh, okay, now that that's out of my system, I'm gonna go get some cornflakes. Like, <laughs> well, his his girlfriend and maybe his friends too were like egging him on, and I was like, who are these people that are like, yeah, that guy scraped your car, you better go fuck him up. Like who cares? Like calm down, calm down, everybody. Yeah, really. All right. Well, I'm glad that um, they did get uh, Quezada, and I, it's kind of a bummer that you know he's like released from prison because now he can go and live a normal life. And meanwhile, Joffrey, who may not be alive anymore, for all I know, because his show's so fucking old, um, you know, has to be like mentally uh, disabled for the rest of his life. 
Is this episode streaming? Am I going to have to talk about this again? No, it's not streaming. <laughs> okay. That's not that mysterious. Except for the wallet. <laughs> hmm. So not, not a lot of mystery to this one. Before we go on to the case of Amy Bradley, um, Liz, you know me. Um, I I like my uh, my vitamins. I like my my calming agents. Um, you, you tell me that as much as you tell me about Paul Newman's eyes. Yes, absolutely. Right. So when I first heard of uh, this product, Magic Mind, um, I was a little skeptical because I try to use more natural products and supplements often. But there is a catch with these things. But um, I checked out the ingredients in Magic Mind, and truly, that was where they piqued my interest. Some of the ingredients in this this magical elixir, that I will call it, uh, L-theanine. Uh, uh-huh, it's, uh-huh. It's, it's an ingredient that, when paired with caffeine, it helps to increase focus and attention. Because caffeine, and this is actually pretty interesting. I didn't uh, know this until you know reading about it. Caffeine doesn't actually give you energy. It blocks the ATP receptors in your brain, and those are the things that make you tired. When the receptors unblock three or four hours later, you experience a coffee crash. Well, L-theanine binds with the caffeine molecules and prevents the full blocking of the receptors, reducing or dissolving the caffeine crash and jitters that you feel. If I can get basically what I'm already taking combined with other complementary supplements that work better together, then why wouldn't I do that? So the first thing, the taste, is surprisingly good. I wasn't prepared to enjoy it as much as I did, but they actually put real honey in there, which, uh, you know, that Del- came... From, delicious. That came from the pyramids, man. <laughs> you know? Not not bees. The pyramids. Yeah, it came from the pyramids. Wow. Uh, and as someone who is a regular anxiety sufferer, which you guys know 100% for a fact that that is true... Um, I was very hopeful that Magic Mind would help with that, and I can confidently say that as someone who is slow to rise and deals with a bit of mind fog, Magic Mind helps lift the haziness I feel each morning. I take Magic Mind in the morning with my tea, and I feel more clarity and focus than with tea alone. Also has helped bring uh, a bit more calm at times when I know I would normally feel tense or edgy, but it doesn't make you feel tired. Instead, you feel more rejuvenated and ready to take on the day, so... um, I recommend Magic Mind, uh, especially like if you're dealing with uh, brain fog or just uh, hard, to, like a lack of concentration. It's hard for you to concentrate. Um, which I mean, geez, who 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 among us cannot identify with that? Um, so true. So true. So anyway, I totally recommend you go and check them out at MagicMind.co. Uh, slash UUM. You can use my discount code UUM20 mm-hmm. to get to get 40% off your first subscription. Or Wait, Why is it UUM20 if you get 40% off? Because you either get 40% off your for- first subscription or 20% off your first one-time purchase. Oh. But my 40% code only lasts 10 days, so hurry up! Get Get with it. <laughs> Once again, that's uh, magicmind.co slash U-U-M, U-U-M, two U's, not one, U-U-M. And uh, when you check out, use the discount code U-U-M-20. And and just check out what I'm talking about and see if it helps your anxiety and it increases your focus. 
All right, so moving on to the case uh, of Amy Bradley. I think this is a very bizarre case, and uh, Liz is apparently, even in guest hosting for, like, what, the second or third time, has already done more research on this one segment than me and Mike have done on, like, the last ten episodes combined. Well, I don't even really end up usually doing that much research on my own show, but I just kind of fell down a little. I got very disturbed by this, and I had to know more. And now I'm freaked out. I feel like uh, this is this has got there's so many unsolved mysteries cases that you could just literally put in the bin of obsolete today because if you had a cell phone, it would be a non-issue. And I feel this is like almost one of those. Like there are definitely others that are a lot more in that category. Like, oh, if they just had a cell phone, this would not even be a mystery because this wouldn't have happened and everything would have been fine. I mean, I feel like with something like this, what would happen would be like the cell phone would be turned off and then it wouldn't help you you know what i mean or like they would find the phone and they wouldn't find her and it's like well then what right right okay anyway we're talking about amy bradley this case is from march 24th 1998 um and she is a missing person so um amy and her family went on a caribbean cruise i saw somewhere that her family won it and somewhere else that her like dad's employer gave it to them but anyway they got this like free seven day caribbean cruise um on the boat rhapsody of the seas amy was kind of hesitant to go with her family which just makes the whole thing like more ironic and right because she was afraid of the ocean So they had to, like, kind of talk her into it, like, oh, you know, it's a big boat. You don't really, like, even have to see the ocean, really. Like, whatever. And so they told this story of, like, them, like, going up with her to the rail of the boat to look over it. But they had to, like, be there to support her because she's scared of the ocean and she didn't even want to do it. Have you ever been on a cruise, Josh? No, but I will say that everyone who's been on it on cruises, they all have that same proselytizing attitude. They're always trying to convert you. No, bro, you don't understand. You got to do it. Like, so I I totally get the whole like coercion thing because, yeah, I've been I mean, that's definitely happened to me quite a few times. I've been on one with my in-laws and it was fine. I mean, I didn't pay for it. So like, whatever. I and I thought I would hate it, and it was like completely enjoyable. However, after reading about this, I probably will never ever do it again. Anyway, so let's see. Um, despite her fears, she I guess ended up enjoying her time on the ship, or her family thought so. On the night of the twenty fourth, her and her brother Brad partied late into the night at the club's nightclub. Um, at 3.40 in the morning, Brad returned to the family cabin, and not long after that, Amy came back. They clearly had a really nice room because it had an attached balcony to it. So her parents were, like, asleep in the room in the bed, and her and Brad were out talking on the balcony for a little bit. Brad decided to go to bed, and um, when he when her, their father woke up at 5.30, he noticed that Amy was asleep on the balcony. And apparently what she had told Brad was that she was feeling a little seasick, so she wanted to stay outside and, like, you know, the fresh air kind of, like, right. soothe, soothe her stomach. So she was last seen by her family at 5.30 when she was asleep on the balcony. However, 30 minutes later, Amy's father wakes up again, and she's no longer out there, and now that door is closed. And he said that if it had been 
open. I'm sorry that now that door is open. And he had said that if it had been open when he had woken up half an hour earlier, he would have gotten up to close it. So he was convinced that it was closed at 530, but is open at six somewhere. I don't think this was on Unsolved Mysteries, but I also saw somewhere that her cigarettes were not in the room. Yeah, they said that, too, on on this segment. Okay, so um, her father wakes up. It's like six. You know, maybe he was going to go get breakfast anyway, but he's like, oh, where's Amy? She probably went to go, you know, somewhere to smoke. So he starts looking for her, but he's unable to find her and eventually goes back and wakes up his wife and is like, we can't find Amy. So they went to the like, I don't know, ship captain or like staff of the ship because the ship was about to dock in Curacao. And they didn't want people to leave the ship until they had found Amy. However, that's not really the priority of the cruise ship. They just, like, want to keep things moving smoothly and, like, have the least complaints. So they let people off the ship and then did the search. And they also, I think her family had asked for her to be paged before everyone left so people could, like, keep an eye out for her. But they didn't do that until most people were already off the boat. You know what sucks is, like, if that was, like, a politician's kid or, like, a celebrity's kid, they would have totally kept that bitch, like, docked and and not, you know, let the plank down or whatever the fuck you call it um, until that, until, like... And, and and honestly, uh, they they you know you would have found them at that point because like it, you've literally like how are you gonna kidnap someone on a boat you know and escape you know without anyone noticing you know like if you're in the middle of the ocean or whatever like you can't you can't right. do it so you know they would have had they would have had to but you know with them just being normal civilians you know who who are, you know, just average joes it's like ah fuck it you know let yeah because I mean and I get the catch twenty two for the cruise company it's like well we're literally you know there's like 999 rooms and there's all these people and they all paid and this you know this this woman is is like what 21 years old or something she's an adult and her uh, parents can't find her this doesn't seem like that big of a deal i'm sure nobody at the time was assuming that she would never be seen again you know I think she was 23 or 24. So, yeah, she's, like, a grown adult. She's not a missing child. Right. Um, I would be curious to know, like, how often people go and say someone is missing. Like, I'm guessing that kind of happens a lot. Yeah, it probably does. I mean, especially, you know, again. Well, even even in the open sea, well, now they probably have, like, Wi-Fi and shit. But at at the time, like, yeah... in what what was this like ninety fucking eight ninety eight yeah some people had cell phones in ninety eight but you ain't getting no service out there so uh, but nowadays you know again if you had a cell phone then it's a lot harder to get lost but yeah back, shit back then like you go off wandering on one of those things and it's like it, really all you can say is hey you know what room we're staying in go you know back to the room at some point at s- some designated time you know. That's all you can really do, because after they're gone, it's like you, they're gone. You don't know where they're going to be at. Yeah, and it's a really, you know, obviously it's like a huge ship. I think they said there was like 3,000 people aboard, and I don't think that's counting the crew. Yeah, there's almost 1,000 rooms. Like, I mean, like, think about it. How many times do you go to Walmart and you hear, you know, such and such, come meet your party at the front, you know, because they, they can't find their right. kid. And so it's every time I go in there, I hear that. And that's there's only like... Maybe a couple hundred people in there at any given point. 
Um, so they did the first page for her at 7.50 across the ship. And by that point, most of the people had already uh, disembarked because it's like their day trip to go ashore and do fun stuff. Um, the captain had ordered a room-to-room -room search, but despite searching all 10 decks and all 999 rooms, no trace of her was found. Uh, the ocean was also searched for three whole days and nothing turned up. So the official suspected that she either fell off the ship, jumped, or had left of her own accord. Um, Amy's family obviously did not believe this. For one, I mean, yes, people do get drunk and accidentally fall off boats, you know, like kind of a lot, but... Um, as we said, Amy was afraid of the ocean and she didn't like going near the railing of the boat. Um, she had left the balcony, it looked like, between 5.30 and 6. Oh, she had also changed her clothes and taken her cigarettes with her, but they don't know where she was going exactly. Um, okay, so here's where we get to what I personally think probably happened. Um, they found a witness on the boat named Crystal Roberts who told them that she saw Amy heading upstairs at 5.45 next to the um, bassist for the ship's band. And then about 10 minutes later, he returned by himself. Um, there's no evidence to incriminate him. However, he is the last person, aside from her family, that saw her alive and is possibly the last person seen with her alive. Um, there's also this weird detail that he comes up to her brother, Brad, before people know that she's missing and say, oh, I'm really sorry to hear about your sister. And he was, and the, the brother was saying that was weird because at that point only the family and the uh, people who worked in the ship knew about it. Um, the, yeah, just the, like the the captain and like the security people knew. Like it yeah. wasn't common knowledge yet. So he was like, "Wait, how did he even?" But know? I mean, I, that that might be speculating on his part. I mean, he doesn't he he like he doesn't know like how yeah, many. Yeah, he could have been friends with. You know, he does work on the ship, so he could have been friends with people that would have been looking for her and her. Right. Yeah. Um, but it is weird that he seems to be the last person seen with her. I guess he had been seen like flirting with her earlier, and she had kind of like told him to back off at one point. Mm hmm. Um, well, I will say that bass players aren't really intelligent enough to pull off a like a kidnapping. <laughs> okay. So, well, I'm, I'm not going to get into that foray, but, uh, um, it's suspicious to me, personally. Uh, authorities could find no concrete evidence to link him to Amy's disappearance. They suspected that she may have left the ship voluntarily without telling her family. Um, this is when we get into people thinking that she's sold into sexual slavery. I'm always very skeptical of that because I feel like it's kind of the satanic panic of our time. Like... People are very quick to jump to that conclusion without necessarily there really being any evidence of it. I'm yeah. Not saying, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. I just think people are like very eager to like, because it's so horrible and so scary. I think people are very like, you you know, whatever. Well, you, to play devil's ad advocate on that point, um, I actually, uh, uh, one of my former good friends, um, Unfortunately, she relapsed on on drugs and, and now she isn't talking to me anymore as a result of, you know, talking crazy um, after the, her relapse or whatever. But um, she was sex trafficked for uh, many years. And, um, you know, she was I, I thought my definite before I actually knew someone who went through it, like I thought sexual trafficking was literally like they have you in a, in a cage 
and they just, you know, rent you out to uh-huh. people and all that. But no, sex trafficking can be basically like typically what they do is they get you hooked on some kind of drug, whether it's crack, it's usually crack or something like that. It's super addictive. And you basically become a, 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 a like a prostitute for um, your pimp. And you, you know, go out and sleep with dudes for money. And um, they basically keep you coming back with, by giving you the drug that you your body will quickly learn to crave. And um, that's technically uh, sex trafficking. Um, oh, sure. Absolutely. I didn't yeah. even realize that. Like I, li- like, I literally thought it was like they capture you and put you in, like, change in a dungeon or some shit. Like some old, like, 1800s shit, you know. But, um, you know, anyway... That doesn't. I don't. I don't necessarily think that's what happened here, and 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 that is kind of a thing. Like when you go out into a foreign like country, like you know, it's kind of like the first conclusion people like to jump to is like, oh, it's you know, as they said in the interview, um, it's well known in the worldwide sex trafficking community that young white women are highly uh, desirable to yeah. foreign procurers. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm using Unsolved Mysteries Wiki um, for this summary, and I do appreciate, you know, someone taking the time to take type this out. What I don't appreciate <laughs> is sentences like, it is believed the natives of the islands have been masking drinks with date rape drugs in order to kidnap women and force them into prostitution. The natives of the islands. Is this the 1940s? That's just people. The people that live there. I don't understand. So I don't want to feed into this like Republican talking point idea that the second you leave leave the U.S., you're like an immediate grave danger. But clearly something fucking happened. Um, it's a really, really sad story. I, God, I don't know. I, don't, I Honestly, I hope she just didn't like her family and she peaced out. And she was like, you know what? I'm starting a new life in South America. I like that's what I like how that's what you see hope. Never. I that's like the best possible scenario I could think of. Like she's still, you know, spoiler. She still hasn't been found. Her family has been very actively looking for her this entire time. Um, they ended up getting scammed out of like two hundred thousand dollars. What? By this guy who claimed he was like former special ops and he could like get into the underground world and rescue her and he was just a con artist. He eventually went to prison. Um, but you know, uh, I feel really bad for her family that is clearly like still trying to figure out what happened to her. The other, okay, so I'm looking over the the end like results um there's a few different people over the years that have thought that they have seen amy it doesn't help that that one guy was a con artist (laughs) because he literally like to get the family to keep sending him money he like so amy had a few tattoos um she had one on her shoulder she had like one above her ankle and she had one near her belly button um this con artist guy like took the description of those tattoos to a tattoo artist and had them st- a stencil put on someone else to take photos and then say, look, I'm so close to being able to say Amy. Here she is out on a beach. I feel like I 
saw that detail somewhere. I feel like they did. I feel like they did two cases on this on the show, and they went in, oh. and they went more into that because I remember hearing about that, and and I thought the segment was pretty short. And I was like, I could have sworn there was like a part two to this where like didn't like the family travel to like the one of the islands and like yes. they were always they would always just miss miss her. Or, they you know. go, so her family ended up getting off the boat when they couldn't locate her on the cruise ship. The cruise people were like, well, maybe she went ashore and didn't tell you, which seemed unlikely at like six in the fucking morning. But, you know, maybe. So they go ashore and they try finding her there and they don't find her there either. So the boat eventually leaves without them. And they stayed for a while trying to find her. You know, I think they talked to a guy in a taxi who said that she had come up and banged on the window and asked where there was a phone. And he thought that was Amy. I like it's like maybe he didn't know her. He saw her for like a couple seconds, right? So okay, maybe that was Amy. So they go home. They like do like a bunch of news shows to try to like get interest. They end up going back to Curacao to like spread flyers and like try to get tips. And I think they end up hearing from a guy who thinks he saw her on a beach, but she was being like escorted by two you know, men and didn't seem like she could get away. Um, but it's kind of hard to know if the, if it's, it's like, is it, was that really her or is that just like someone who kind of looks like her? Like, the, you know, like it's so, okay. fr- it's so frustrating. Cause like the amount of times in missing persons ha- cases where the police are, are fucking inundated with people who are like, they have good intentions, but they, they people's uh, ability to like recognize someone yeah, is very it's, not, po- it's, it's not good it's not good it's very poor uh i have been misrecognized several times one time was so bad that i got mixed up with this dude who's like a huge known like predator of women around oh. uh jacksonville and um i got mis misidentified as him i got misidentified as some dude's fucked up toxic ex-boyfriend at this place and they almost didn't serve me i mean dude people's ability to and i don't i don't know what it is i feel like i'm pretty good at faces but i you know i think that's the problem though i feel like i do like everybody thinks they're good yeah probably yeah (laughs) but we're probably not so i think i saw this on let's see Oh my, I watched a bunch of stuff about this. I think this was on a show called Vanished that I watched a few segments of. Oh, that was a good show. I remember that show. Um, yeah. It was so they did a, it's broken up into a few parts on YouTube, but you can look that up. They go more into these various sightings. I'm just not sure how credible they are. It's something that sort of strings the family along and in a way that like gives them hope, but if she's not out there like that just fucking sucks. And also, it gave this opportunity for this con artist to, like, see how much they needed, they wanted their daughter back and that they would do anything. And then he ended up stringing them along for, like, two years. Jesus. People are <sighs> so fucking evil. Okay. But the thing that they talked about on that show that I don't remember from Unsolved Mysteries that I thought was really interesting was, so on cruise ships, kind of like amusement parks or whatever, they take photos of you to try to sell to you. Like... 
of you dressed up eating dinner or whatever, right? Like they have photographers go around and take a lot of pictures. And at the end, they see if you want to buy any of them. Well, there, there are no pictures of Amy. Like they're gone. And apparently they were gone like nine hours before she went missing. But there was pictures of the rest of the family? Every, everyone else on the ship. Oh, wow. Only Amy's are missing. <laughs> and I, I mean, that's really freaky to me. I don't know exactly what to make of that. I, I still personally think that it's the bassist guy. Um, that's, you know, just my own speculation. Obviously, there hasn't been any evidence to charge him or whatever. He's just the last person that was seen with her. And it's like, oh, well, he would probably know the photographer or whatever, right? But you can also look at it as if you believe the sex trafficking angle that, like, someone is, like, showing pictures of her to someone, right? Like, they took those pictures to someone and were like, do you want to kidnap this girl? Which, uh... This might sound a little whatever, but I mean, they they kept going on about how, you know. Oh, I, Josh, no. <laughs> just stop. I'm just saying, like, I'm sure there's a bunch of, like, attractive people on the boat, you know. And he's like, why her specifically? She, I mean, she wasn't, uh, you know, she was okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I'm, the bass player did it. Uh, that's my personal alleged suspicion. But there, have- I, I, unsolved mysteries. They do have. They do uh, go out of their. If somebody does happen to be like even remotely attractive, they do. They will go out of their way to stress that. Like, like uh, you know. Sad. It's like we only care about what happens to a track. Right. Like so on the show it's like she she was young and beautiful and then I like wrote down and that's why we're talking about her. <laughs> you know, like Right. So like if she was old and ugly, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Which on, honestly uh, to their credit Unsolved Mysteries has covered like uh, oh, uh, the they they've they've run the gamut of uh of of people that they've talked about that they've covered um but but i will say they will go out of their way to stress just how attractive someone is uh if if they um are attractive or whatever which it's like like why why do i need that detail it's like okay i have my my own eyes i can see i'll make up my own mind you know it's like you don't have to yeah, tell that me. Is, that's kind of like a personal thing yeah it's I, a don't personal, know the, uh, I don't know that you can make like a a blanket was she, was she like such a incredible beauty that that you know, people were going to, like, write home about it. No. Like, I'd also, I don't really know that is, like, were people coming up to you and be heard and be like, oh, my God, clearly you're a famous model. Yeah, like, exactly. No. That was the point I was trying to make earlier. So it's like, why why would they have, like, the photographer or whatever ch- chosen her specifically to single out, to sell, to give the pictures to some sex trafficking connection they have on some fucking island or whatever. It's just, and no one else, no one else on the ship. She's the only one. You know, it's like, wouldn't you, I mean, I don't know, like, why, that, that, so that angle doesn't really, like, make sense for that reason. I've seen yeah. a couple sex trafficking panics just locally here in Minnesota, particularly when we had the Super Bowl a few years ago, and people were honestly convinced, like, sex traffickers were gonna, like, catch them out of Walmart parking lots and, and so, and I was just like, honey, you're too old, like, you're fine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna find they're gonna find young, you know, young, impressionable, preferably attractive 
people, uh, usually women, probably 98.9% women, um, to, I to guess do that most work. trafficking is actually for labor. It's not for sex, so it could be men. There was a um, labor trafficking thing in St. Paul a few years ago where people were like in the basement of this restaurant being forced to work all the time for no money. So, what is that like if they're like an illegal immigrant or something? Yeah. Well, yeah, well. So they can't really go to the authorities, but also like they're being fucking kept in a basement. Seems like uh, you got people working for you and they're, they're able bodied, uh, you know. What what what's uh, keeping them from like ganging together and killing you? You know, like and it, you know ex- and just escaping. Like they're already you know under the radar as it is. Who knows? What a fucking sad situation. Yeah, I, th- I guess the moral of the story is is like don't sex traffic and don't labor traffic like people or any any or animals. Yeah, if you could do us a solid and not <laughs> sex track or labor traffic anyone, we would really appreciate that. And don't like. Don't like beat someone's ass. No, for no it's, reason. It's not cool. It's not I, really going to impress people like you think it is. Just stop. It's unnecessary. No, all it's going to do is uh, you're just going to become the guy that everyone has to walk around eggshells with because it's like, oh, you say the wrong thing. It's like real life examples of people I know that are like this who like are really into fighting and you know all that. All that, you know, oh, I got disrespected, you know, kind of shit. It's like, you know, nobody feels comfortable around those people. It's like this person's pretty much like a ticking time bomb. Like, I don't I don't want to be around you, you know, like, right. Fucking crazy. Um, There is a photo that was sent to the family from a sex work website in the Caribbean that people think might be Amy, but then they couldn't like track down where it actually was. I'm not. I, don't, I guess you can look that up for yourself and see if you think that that's her. It was someone going by the name Jazz. I don't know. That, they, it looks like they have, yeah, they have an age progress picture of her on here. Yeah. And, She's um, kind of just her with different hair, but. She looks like, uh, she looks like she got a job as like a head librarian. I don't know who does. It's not very well done. And then if you. I don't then, know who they put in charge of that, but they didn't do a good job. And then there's one with a uh, lo- one with her with longer hair, where um, she now becomes like uh, head cosmetician at J.C. Penney. That's actually really accurate, yeah. and maybe that's what she did. I don't. know. Maybe she was like, her family seems nice, but what do I know? Maybe she was just sick of them. She was sick of their bullshit, and she was like, I'm starting over as a cosmopolitist in in J.C. Penney. I don't want to hang out with you guys anymore. You know what I, th- I th- what I think it was is she ran into the bass player. The bass player was a Scientologist. He got her to convert oh, to Scientology, shit. and that's kind of one of the things with Scientology is is uh, kind of you know ditching your family if they don't want to be Scientologists. She, she knew she, she didn't even ask them. She was just like, "I'm out." She knew that they weren't going to be down for it um, because they're so Christianly or whatever, and so she's just like, "Well, fuck it." Uh, I want to jump on the bridge to happiness. Uh, let's let's fucking let's do this. I want to go clear, and uh, so so they went to Clearwater, Florida. Mm-hmm. Went to went to the Flag Land base there. Mm-hmm. Signed her up for her her um, audit, uh-huh, uh-huh. and um, she's been living there as a uh, 
cosmetologist or librarian and um, join the Sea Org. And yeah, she's a Scientologist. Sure. Do, That's you, a- <laughs> do you ever look at the comments on unsolved.com? Oh, yeah. That, dude, we've gotten some gold out of those comment sections. They are um, unhinged. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. They are... Uh, I was... Lord help me. I was looking at them today for this case, and um, I'm kind of wondering if we are exaggerating about the literacy rate in this country, because... Uh, I, I don't need you to be, you know, typing on the internet with perfect grammar, but like some sort of sentence structure <laughs> so that I can understand what you're saying. I've seen people on there that will literally make a username and their username will be like, the person who commented above me is clearly ignorant and doesn't know the real facts. That will be their username. And then they'll continue <laughs> to reiterate that username in their comments. But but further, you know, expound on that. People have a lot of theories. Most of them are about sex trafficking. Um, there's references to Pizzagate in here. Oh, Jesus. Are you serious? That didn't happen till like, at least 15 years later. Wake up, sheeple. Yeah, um... I don't know. I don't. You know, know the this. whole the whole pizzeria with the basement that didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Minor. Oh, someone ha- is asking if the FBI has looked for any leads on the deep web. FBI, get on that. Get on that hot tip right there. Uh, I got. I honestly, this. I for some reason I found this so depressing. Oh, here's here's a here's a. Ugh, God, I just. Amy's family, please not listen to this or look at these comments. This is an anonymous comment. It's so, so sad, but now I think she's dead. Going with 10 or more men every day, getting HIV or AIDS or other illnesses women get. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Wait, how, how, how did Freddie Mercury die? I'm sorry, what? Other, will, I, other illnesses women get. Wow. Great. Pretty, sure, pretty sure Freddie Mercury was male. And he uh, famously died of AIDS. Well, like this one, every single word is capitalized like it's a title. Yep, I would say that, but I do believe that somebody had witnessed the abduction. Hopefully, Amy's parents will finally get some answers that help them to find the truth of whatever really happened that night. She disappeared. Who knows? Somebody might have threw her off into the water where she might have drowned. Thank you. Thank. It's all it's solved now. That's great. There, God, I'm trying to find one where the person is like, you are ignorant. <laughs> this is real life, not the love boat. Dude, sometimes sometimes uh, people from the actual, like, who are who are part of the segment, like, will, will comment uh, on there, which is pretty interesting. And uh, you joke about Amy's family uh, listening to our podcast. That has happened before, oh. mostly on YouTube, oddly enough, because we up... Well, we don't do it anymore because it was way too much effort for way little, you know, exposure. But we would upload our episodes onto YouTube. And um, that's how I um, got in contact with some some of the people who ended up on our podcast back when I put in the effort to get people from the show on our podcast. Um, well, I really hope Amy's family just never listens to this. But also, I feel horrible for them. It's a really, really sad situation. What is your is that your theory that she became a Scientologist? Yeah, absolutely. Through the the bass player, yeah. 
I think I do think the base failure is suspicious, but I mean, who the fuck knows? I mean, uh, it's 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 weird because like you you hear about like these cases with the police, like there will be someone who was minorly involved in the last moments that the person was known to be seen and they will investigate the hell out of this person. They will re-ask them over and over. Okay, tell me the story again. To try to get them to change their story. And then there's times like these where it just seems like they're like, hey, yeah, so uh, apparently you're dancing uh, too close to her and she told you to back off and uh, you're last person seen with her super early in the morning um, and uh, you didn't... Uh, you you told the brother you were sorry to hear about the disappearance before anyone else really knew it. So uh, did you have anything to do with this? No, I didn't. All right, we're satisfied. Uh, have a good day. You know, it's like I don't, I don't get the uh, yeah. I don't I don't get I don't get how sometimes it seems like the law enforcement will go above and beyond, and then sometimes they just like no. It's it's- just- it's just who's involved in their whims. Like it's totally random, unless it's like a high profile person yeah. or something. It's like whether or not that person actually like gave a shit, or the people that showed up were like hungover and they were like whatever. Yeah. Oh no, that that totally does happen too. Like just lazy police work. Where they're like, yeah, well she'll probably come back or not. <laughs> or. Not. So we've basically given all all uh, possibilities, which are. This like- freaks me out though. The particularly the picture thing for some reason really freaks me out. I already told my husband we're never going on a cruise again. I don't like this at all. Oh, I, I thought I almost thought you were talking about the age progress picture. It's like I don't want anyone to ever do an age progress picture of me. That freaks me out. So that's why I don't want to go missing. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't need I don't need everyone talking about how much I weigh. I don't need a little like bio of me going around, and then people just fuckers on unsolved go be like, "Well, why was she out till four in the morning?" It's like she's on vacation. Shut up. And then people in the comment section, you know, of your disappearance being like. If stupid liberal uh, feminazi goes missing, dumb bitch deserved it yeah, for having that's... sex with a lot of guys and not being Republican. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, just just know. I know. I realize I'm too old to be sex trafficked, but if you kidnap me, know that I will only live to destroy you. That will become my absolute number one. I will. That will be my only reason for living. I feel like you could emit some some high pitched shrills that would really just get into. They go. This is not worth it. Yeah, just just bore into someone's brain after a while. Where the you know what? This just isn't. This isn't going to work out with this one. I'll also share the only thing I took away from the self defense class me and Samantha once took, which is that it's really easy to rip off someone's ear. Oh God. Yeah, he said, "Don't you know, the, the standard thing you see on TV is you like try to break someone's nose with the, the, you know, whatever your palm of your hand." Yeah, but he said not to do that because then you could very easily like basically cut yourself on their nose and whatever. You could injure yourself in the process. But what is easy to do is rip off someone's ear. That takes very little force. Oh so God! If, if you find yourself in a in a really bad situation, that's what I would recommend doing. Each. That's uh The more the more you know. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for uh Knowledge is power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish I wish we would know what happened. I wish we knew. 
but her for, poor fucking family. I feel like at this point, God, she's probably dead. And her family needs to know that so they can grieve and move on with their lives because it seems like all they've done is search for her this entire time. I mean, like, honestly, um, a lot of times I just assume people are dead from this show because the show was, like, literally was has been off air for, like, 62 years. So, right. I mean, just based on that alone, I just assume most of these people... There's going to come a time where, like, definitely everyone on the show is dead. Uh, you know, I, th- I think they, they got some of the, uh, like kids who were born like uh, or who were like kids who were in the family of something bad that happened who were young at the time who are probably you know still like in their 20s or early 30s or whatever but uh yeah i mean anytime i see someone some middle-aged person on there i'm like yeah they're dead um but um amy is a uh, scientologist so I mean, that's at least, like, kind of a happy ending, sort of. I don't know if she's in the Sea Org, but anyway. Uh, don't don't get me started on my Scientology talk. I'm a little obsessed with that religion. Um, I'm just going to say that I was recently in Los Angeles, and I did a ghost tour that was just on Hollywood Boulevard, but we um, stopped by that. They have, like, a huge Scientology building right there. Big, big Blue? Yeah. The Celebrity Center? Yep. Um, no, not that one. They have like a recruitment place on the Hollywood Boulevard itself. Mm. And oh, okay. While we were standing out there, you could see the like cameras move to like. Oh he yeah. Was, like, he was like, "Oh yeah, they're watching us right now, and they listen to what I say." And so I always have to be like, "I'm here for a ghost tour," because they're like tracking his movements or whatever. But then I was just—it was very freaky, honestly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there was just a bunch of people washing one window, and I, even that, and it was at night. I don't know for some reason, even that was weird. I was like, "What are they doing?" It was just like even them taking out the trash. I was like, "What are these Scientologists up to?" They're they're clearly out here to like watch us, but they're pretending they're like taking out the trash and washing a window. Yeah, that's no. They 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 do that. They do that kind of shit all the time. Yeah, like were they washing? Did you happen to notice if they're washing the windows with newspaper? I don't remember. Because that's that's Elron Hubbard's policy. He's like he has policies on like cleaning ashtrays, the proper way to wash a window, and they're all like 1950s methods. Like oh. like sh- shit. Like he, uh, they still have to use uh, like what mimeographs to send correspondences because that's what Elron Hubbard wrote. Said that's what he said to use because that was the most that was the most advanced piece of technology at his time. So he thought, well, this is always just going to be as good as it gets. So you have to use this, and um, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like he, you know, like the, the a lot of times they call like the Bible. They call it the Living Bible because like uh, you can, um, I guess it's written in such a way that you can kind of like infer new meanings from it. Sure. If, yeah. if you if you want or whatever, if you're in that religion, um, but no, not Scientology. He wrote very specific shit where there was like no. It's like, no, you, uh, you know, this, you know, you use newspapers, clean windows, you must use a mimeograph to uh, make copies or, you know, whatever. Uh, you have to smoke cool cigarettes. That was the brand he smoked. Was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So this, this building is super tall and there's just like the, you know, they, they try to get you to go into the little place to like get pamphlets and get tested or, you know, whatever. Take a personality but- test. 
Yeah, but apparently in the like office part upstairs, or this is what the tour guy said. I don't know, but apparently there's like people who speak like literally every language. Like if you come in as a tourist and you're like, "Well, I speak Swahili," so like, good luck talking to me. They will go upstairs and find the guy that speaks Swahili to come down and talk to you. They're just like sitting there waiting so that they can recruit people. Jesus. And we could, yeah. like, see them poking, like, you know, lowering the blinds a little to, like, peek out. Oh, God. It was so creepy. And he was like, oh, yeah, they definitely have a file on me because I'm here, like, a couple, you know, he does that tour, like, twice a night, you know, just, like, walking up and down the street. So they're, like, keeping an eye on him and, like, what he says about the place. Yeah, well, as long as he doesn't besmirch them in any way, then uh, he, he'll be fine. But the second he starts speaking out against them, they're going to, like, picket his uh, ghost tour thing. Yeah. Gonna, yeah, he has to be really careful, I bet. Yeah, that's that's what they do. I mean, I've 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 bashed Scientology relentlessly, but uh, it just shows you how uh, not important my podcast <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> that can be the gauge. Yeah, yeah. They're where they're like, this is not. We don't have to worry. They're about like, it. Uh, yeah. Who, who fucks this guy? You Leave know. Josh alone. It's not. It's not worth it. Or it's not worth our like infinite resources to bring this guy down. Yeah, their their war chest. From all the uh, donations they've taken from Nancy Cartwright, who did the voice, does the voice of Bart Simpson. That's so weird. She would like do calls for them in Bart Simpson voice. They had to tell her this, this like Fox, whatever, had to get her to stop because she was like calling people in that voice asking for money. Hey, man, uh, do you have some negative Thetans in you that you need to get (laughs) audited? Ah, So weird. Well, you don't like Scientology? Eat my shorts, you know. Exactly. I'm sure she thinks that's hilarious. So I bought her um, audiobook because, like, it was revised and all that, and, and she, there was, like, new stuff in there, and um, I listened to it because, you know, I was like, all right, well, she's a voice of Bart Simpson. I never really heard an official, like, someone from The Simpsons, like, you know, tell their story or whatever, you know. She's probably my least favorite of the, well... Yardley is probably my least favorite because she only does the one voice. At least Nancy does uh, Nelson and Ralph and all that. And I like I like those characters. But anyway, um, I listened to her book or whatever. And for the first, I think it was like 13 hours. And for like the first 12 hours, she didn't mention Scientology once. And I'm like, wow, she's like totally not talking about this religion that she's like, I think she's on like, uh, she's like a level eight clear, which is like the highest you can be in Scientology and she hasn't mentioned it and then we hit the end and then the Scientology propaganda starts coming in and she's like you know we could really make a change in this world uh there are brilliant uh men in history who have always been mocked because uh they're they dare to qu- question the status quo men like Martin Luther King and L. Ron Hubbard and blah 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 and I'm like okay here it is yep. here it comes and she's like, and, and great drug programs like Narconon, which is the Scientology uh, drug rehabilitation uh. program, where they uh, softly uh, try to convert you. Um, and I was just, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Nancy. She came, still- I saw her once she came to talk to my school. I think it was oh, probably wow. when, that, when that book first came out. She was doing, probably doing like a, you know, book tour thing. And she didn't mention it, but... But we all knew. <laughs> oh, I'm sure if you walked up, I'm sure if you walked up to her and you're like, "Oh, Nancy, I love the Simpsons and all, but sometimes life seems so confusing. Like I, I just can't find any answers or satisfaction yeah. in life." You know, like I'm sure. Uh, I'm also pretty sure our school took her out to eat at a Ruby Tuesday, which is fucking hilarious to me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure she 
she's used to like kind of a nicer place. <laughs> when they had like some sort of trivia contest and one of the prizes was that you got to have dinner with her. And then it turned out that dinner was at like a fucking Ruby Tuesday. And that's so funny. I did not win. So I didn't get to have that really awkward dinner over some mozzarella sticks. That That's almost as good as um, the grand prize. Uh, when I was in band in, in uh, middle school, um, whoever sold the most band calendars um, would, would get free, uh, free dinner on the way back from our band trip to wherever the hell we went. And uh, my dad bought like, 25 of them (laughs) just to make sure his kid would win and these are the ugliest (laughs) fucking okay so picture this it's your generic ass calendar that you could get anywhere just a template you know any any Uh office uh depot uh it had a five by seven of the band in in the middle of the uh, part where the picture would be, and then surrounded by it, by like rows of two, were just all these advertisements for these like local <laughs> shops I and can stores. Picture this perfectly. You've and, really painted an image. And yes. it's one of those calendars where like uh, you just <laughs> flip the next month over. So the picture and the ads, they never. Ch- <laughs> It never changes. It's not like a wow. different picture for each month. Like that so, it's incredibly shitty. I how wish. Much, I ha- how much did that cost? I don't remember. But you know what? Where I got taken out to dinner for, <laughs> or two, fucking McDonald's. <laughs> we what stopped. Did you, what did you get? Uh, we 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 literally <laughs> stopped. Everyone everyone got to eat there. First of all, it wasn't like this candlelit thing with me and my band director, who was like seventy at the time. <laughs> Which is what I thought it would be. Maybe that's for the best. He literally know. takes his fucking wallet out when we're in line and he gives me like a $5 bill. <laughs> and he's like... Your poor dad got scammed so hard. Oh, my dad got shanked in the ass on that one. <laughs> he was trying so hard to be supportive with his shitty calendar. Uh-huh. My dad got hosed. I, I Man, I wish we still had one of those. Now, I forgot about that until just now. Because I was like, oh, shitty dinner, shitty dinner. Oh, yeah, that was that, that totally happened to me. That, see, that's a mini Josh Flower diary, diary for y'all out there. Um, I, had, I had this uh, series that I did for a long time on the podcast that I would, I would read at the end of the episode to kind of lighten the mood. It was the, uh, I called it the perks of being a Josh Flower. It's a take, uh, sure. take off on the perks of being a wallflower, which was a book that all the you know, pre. Oh, I'm was, familiar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Mike wasn't, and I don't think a lot of other people in the audience was. <laughs> so um, were you? Were you trying to reveal a horrible secret to that to your listeners? That's that's not a happy book. No, but <laughs> was but there the re- a horrible reveal? No, the reason why I named it that was because all the would be emo kids, because it came out when everyone was like 13 or 14, and all the all the kids who would eventually become emo, they were all reading that book. And so my um, my teenage angst uh, was very high, sure. and um, I is. I never considered myself emo. But good lord, when I went back and read it, <laughs> it's like what a little like Mike literally would have his phrase. He's like, oh, there's another one of Josh's emo hair flip moments. Like whenever I would say something especially emo in my post, 
And the audience loved it. Like to this day, people want me to to go through each episode and cut out the Josh Flower portion and just make a master episode that's only you me should. reading. You absolutely should. That would take so long. Like it w- it would be worth it, but it would take a long ass time to because it's it's it spanned over like forty episodes. I had been writing in the thing for almost ten years, and I would read like two or three posts per episode. So um. When I finally came to the final, like, post or whatever, it was kind of a sad day because, like, you know, people were getting so much enjoyment. And I was kind of, it was kind of, like, therapeutic for me because, like, there is no way in hell I would have ever gone back and read these just on my own volition. Like, by myself, no one around. Like, I, would I would be very scared to read anything I wrote at that time of life. I don't, think, sh- I, I don't think I could do it. Uh, my shit, uh, even down to the writing, it, you could boil it down to pretty much these few sentences. I'm so fucking sick of being fat! All in capital letters and a lot of exclamation points. I fucking hate how no girls think I'm cute. There's so many hot girls that I want to fuck, but they won't let me. And I'm a loser, and my band sucks, and if I could only make it and become successful, then girls would like me. Ugh! I'm bored. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> well, it sounds like you had a whole life plan right there. Get it all figured out. Dude, I was... Oof. Dude, I read that shit and I'm like, there's no way I'm occupying the same body as the thing that wrote that. Oh, but you are. <laughs> I feel like the only thing I have close to that that we've shared a little bit on Perhaps It's You is that when I was like, all oh, like 11, 12, really into the <laughs> X-Files, that was kind of like its heyday, really like a little before it's, I want to say I was a little ahead of the curve, that I made an X-Files scrapbook. So. That's not that's not nearly as as bad as <laughs> my shit. No, did you hear what I said? <laughs> it's also like meticulous. Yeah, that, that's some shit someone would sell on Etsy today and get a lot of money for, probably. <laughs> we put a few pages of it in our first scene. I should really make a zine that's just a copy of the whole thing because it's literally like any little mention in a TV guide, you know. Yeah, your zines are super neat. By the by, the way, I got the one that you sent me, and I thought it was I thought it was really cool and well done. Mm, it, thank you. It made me want to do one, but then I uh, the whole effort thing came into play, and I was like, nah. It's a shocking amount of effort. Oh no, I could tell. I could tell like how you had it laid out and everything, and it's like, yeah, this is super cool, but like I would never put the work into doing this. <laughs> It's fun because our listeners send in a bunch of cool stuff, but then it is it is such a fucking chore to actually like get it done. And someone sent in stuff for we've done two now, so and you did a made a playlist for the second one, so thank you for that. But yes. someone sent in something for the second one, and they were like, "Well, I had this other thing, but I think I'll save it for the next zine." And I was kind of like, "That is presumptuous." It's like, yeah, you should probably go ahead and and, and shoot your best shot now because. I was like, uh, uh, I'm in the middle of fucking hating this process, so <laughs> I'm not positive there's going to be a next one as I'm, like, crying at the library <laughs> trying to make copies and the thing keeps breaking. Oh, whatever. geez, yeah. Fuck. Anyway. Yeah, okay. The point ra- is that we both were really cool as, like, 12-year-olds, and we're really cool now. So nothing yeah. has changed, and we're still fucking talking about things we saw on TV, so that's not changed either. I like, how you, I like how you're making it sound like we were, like, friends growing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Back when we would hang when we were 12, and I would just talk about the X-Files, and 
Apparently, you would just scream. I, I don't know. know. I don't know how the hell I had so many female friends as I did back then, with as, as insufferable as I was. Um, well, they the must. Thing is, everybody is pretty insufferable at that age. So yeah, I'm not sure that it really stood out because it's just a hard time. <laughs> Somehow, it's you know, especially so- hard if you were overweight going through like later elementary and middle school and uh, some of high school. It is especially. If you have anything, what's well, bad acne, if you're missing a leg, you're overweight, like if you have anything that makes you different, that makes you stand out and you're like different than the status quo, it sucks like 10 times worse for you. I can guarantee you that. I got bullied pretty relentlessly. Um, so, you know, some of us took a hyper fixation to the X-Files to cope. It's it's okay. You got uh, I I took a hyper fixation on solved mysteries. And Beavis and Butthead. And look where that got you. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in crime, but I also think farts are hilarious. Wow, that really just sums you up, I guess. You should probably put that on like a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the new merch. I can't wait to be my uh, niece's uh, creepy uh, old uncle that just like comes to the birthday parties and is like, "Hey, kids, pull my finger." Wow. She, she's just like, yeah, just please. ignore him. He never had kids. He just. He's, he a, he's, he's been in the sun too long again, right, Uncle Josh? That's when you know. Yeah. But anyway, I got to go host some karaoke because that's the next awesome step in my day. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, uh, so anyway, if you want to join the Uncovering Explained Mysteries uh, fan group on Facebook, go to facebook.com. Uh, hit the search. God, I'm already giving you too many steps. Um, type in un- uncovering. <laughs> so you're going to go to a phone booth, okay? And underneath, <laughs> there's going to be a book taped underneath the phone booth. Uh-huh, you're going to uh-huh. take the, you're going to undo the book, open it. There's going to be coordinates. You're going to have to type in on your phone the coordinates. It's going to take you to a, uh, a cooler in, uh, behind a certain gas station. And, uh, okay. that will give you directions on how to join our fan group. On Facebook, but no, type in Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries on uh, in Facebook and hit the group section. Fucking, if you figured that out, then you're smarter than 90% of the people on the internet. Um, You're definitely you want... smarter than anyone leaving comments on Unsolved.com, so pat yourself oh, on the back for that. Or uh, any of our uh, iTunes reviews or Podbean comments or any of those, um, except for the people who liked our... Are, who gave us five stars or four stars. Those I accept, but uh, <laughs> it's about half and half right now. Um, we have a policy of only accepting five-star reviews, so keep, oh, keep, that, we, keep that in mind. Oh, you, have wait, to, you have to extend that to this episode that I'm on. Only five stars is allowed. We you, get, could say, you could say something negative. It just has to, you have to give it five stars. Someone, there was some Amazon review the other day, and they're like, it's a piece of crap, it didn't work, and they gave it five stars. <laughs> I think sometimes people get confused, and they think one star is best, like, first place. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe they're just really dumb. Because I've seen that before, too, where they're like, I <laughs> fucking hated this. <laughs> Please, this was a five waste stars. of money. Five stars, yeah. This Highly recommended. The worst, or they'll or they'll give something one star. And they'll be like, "I loved it. I couldn't yeah. put this book down." Uh-huh. One star. <laughs> You're like, "That's, but that's bad." I'm sorry, but that's bad. Yeah. But we only accept five star reviews. At perhaps it's you. That's worked out fairly well for us. 
Well, that's great. That's great for you, Liz. And and where do you where where do people go if they want to find your podcast? Well, you know, you can search. Perhaps it's you on all of your, you know, listening devices. We Even pre- Spotify. We yes. Wow. We, pre- we prefer Repod, but we also have a website. Perhaps it's you dot com. And we have yeah. you know social media. You can find me on Instagram as everybody likes Liz. Talk about presumptuous. Yeah. Uh, we are on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash uncovering unexplained mysteries for three dollars a month. You will sometimes get the podcast early. <laughs> what a deal. Usually you get it the same time other everyone else gets it, but uh, you know, you, you help pay for uh my various expenses that I put on my PayPal account. Um yeah, like and, my like my appearance fee that I'll be sending you later this evening. Well, did not know that that was going to be a thing. Probably wouldn't have asked. But anyway, uh, for five dollars a month, uh, you can actually tell us what you want us to cover. That is something that's easier for us to do because it's not a time based thing. Um, and for one dollar, you get a nice digital slap on the ass and a wink from me, and a and a good job, well done. Okay, uh, so I will not be picking that that one i don't want well, i don't want to wink i don't want an ass slap no thanks all right well fine <laughs> just get a job well done then okay can i request something for you to talk about uh yeah sure <laughs> the enthusiasm is really just coming through my headphones and um but i really think you should talk about the the beast of bray road which is a documentary about the possibility of that there's a werewolf in wisconsin okay that could be something to talk about. There's a there's it's a, a, a it's a fun one. Everyone lives, you know. The werewolf doesn't kill anybody. So there's an episode of 2020 I've been wanting to talk about where these like uh, 14 kids were like locked in their parents' house for like years and years, and, and one of the mm. teenage girls escapes, and it's like a suburban house, but the kids were like chained to their beds and oh like my God. they lived in squalor and like. They even had, like, this different way of talking because they were only ever around each other and they never really interacted with the outside world, so they talked, like, different. Like, their accent wasn't quite traceable. Just, like, flowers in the attic, but worse. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and, and now the girl who escaped and, 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 and called the police with this phone that she hid that could only call 911 because it didn't have, like, a whatever in it service... Um, She's now, like, TikTok famous, apparently. I, I think I'm uh, following her. She basically just does dances and shit. She's all, like, smiles and enthusiasm. It's like, good for you if you're able to pull yourself out of that horrific... Uh, oh, I, I, I wouldn't be able to. I'll say right now. I, no. I barely can cope with my very plush existence. <laughs> if I had anything terrible like that happen to me... I don't. I don't even know, dude. If I lost a toe, I'm. I'm. I'm done. I'm signing yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't. Like, I, I cannot handle any actual like strife. No. So. No. Good for, in, good for her. Yeah. In fact, my my life is so decent right now. My brain has to just make up shit that's bad that I have to focus <laughs> on to because uh, yeah. to keep the ledger. Plus, balanced, other, otherwise, you'll be like, well, it can't stay good. Like something bad will happen. Yeah, you're, you're like waiting for that other shoe to drop, so you're just like, well, you know, I should worry about this thing that's actually like not important at all. Right. All right, and then finally, we got uh, my me and Mike's YouTube channels. If you want, to, if you're into movies and all that, go to Mike's channel. He's a big movie guy. It's uh, YouTube.com/slash OCP Communications. Once again, that's OCP 
YouTube.com slash OCP Communications. If you want to check out my YouTube content, I do a lot of music-related content, album rankings, little mini-biographies about certain events in musical history. Uh, my band's music is on there, our music videos. It's YouTube.com slash Dancing with Ghosts. Once again, that's YouTube.com slash Dancing with Ghosts. And you can also listen to our band on Spotify and everywhere else. And, that, of course, the name of the band is Dancing with Ghosts. And with that, I think we've finally hit the end here, almost coming in at two hours, uh, but when it's all edited down with all the all my gaffes edited out, it'll probably only be about 45 minutes. Um, Liz, thank you so much for filling in last, kind of last minute. Uh, for that deadbeat mic. Someone's yep. got to pick up the slack. Seriously. Um, yeah, if Samantha ever falls ill or if a, a piano cartoonishly falls on her head from the second story building and she's out of commission, uh, I, w- I will be happy to fill in for your if show. If anything happens to Samantha, the show is done. <laughs> <laughs> she is literally the glue. If Samantha keeping this falls thing in again. a well or something, I'm not making another up. Ep- like, no. <laughs> You're like, finally. Yeah. I can end it. The curse is broken. This mortal coil. Yeah. Well, All right. fun at karaoke. Uh, yeah, nope, not going to happen, but at least I can drink beer there, so there's that. All right, guys. Uh, until next time, goodbye. <laughs>